Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The other one would take it so personally, escalating from sobbing to screaming and always saying things like, I'm me, there is only me. Hello, I'm your host, Sarah. And I'm Toby. And this is the Whispering Woods podcast. This episode is all about... Doppelgangers. Yeah, those double walkers. So first of all, we've got a very special birthday shout out. To Theo, who is nine on the 15th of May. Happy birthday for then. And I hope get what you want is and have a good birthday. Yeah, have a wonderful birthday, Theo. Um, I hope you get, get to listen before the 15th and have a super one. Mine is on the 13th and I'm extremely excited to be 49, <laughs> even though I shouldn't be. 
If you'd like to listen to the podcast ad-free, you can come and join us on Patreon at www.patreon.com forward slash The Whispering Woods. Um, yeah, you can listen ad-free and we also have an extra episode every Wednesday on the Demon Tear. Right, subject matter. Do you know what a doppelganger is? can't remember now. Right, so it's like a double of you. Yeah, like the mimic of you. Yeah, exactly. A mimic, a doppelganger. So they go way back in history. So I've done an introductory bit, which tells you about a few historical cases of doppelgangers. So are you ready for that? Yes, I am. The concept of a doppelganger is one that has fascinated people for centuries. It refers to a supernatural or paranormal phenomena in which a person is said to have a double or counterpart. This double is often perceived as a harbinger of bad luck or an omen of impending doom. It's believed that a doppelganger is an evil twin or an apparition of the person. The origin of the word doppelganger can be traced back to Germany when it was first used in the 18th century. The term is a combination of two words, doppel meaning double and ganger meaning goer or walker. The doppelganger is often described as a ghostly or spectral figure that looks identical to the person it's mimicking. This can be a source of great confusion and anxiety for those who encounter it. In literature, the doppelganger is often used as a symbol of the darker aspects of the human psyche. It is a representation of the shadow self, the part of us that we try to keep hidden from the world. This is seen in works such as Edgar Allan Poe's William Wilson, in which the protagonist is haunted by his double, who represents his own guilt and self-loathing. The doppelganger has also been used as a device in horror fiction, where it is often associated with the idea of the uncanny. This is the feeling of unease or discomfort that arises when something is familiar yet unfamiliar at the same time. The doppelganger is the embodiment of this feeling, as it looks like the person it's mimicking, but is somehow not quite right. Throughout history, many notorious cases of doppelgangers have been documented, with Emily Sagi's story being among those most widely reported. Born in 1813, Emily Sagi was a 19th century teacher from Latvia, and she was plagued by a mysterious doppelganger. She worked as a teacher in the 1840s at a girls' school in what is now known as Latvia. According to reports, Sagi was a popular and respected teacher, but she was haunted by a strange phenomenon that no one could explain. The first recorded instance of Sagi's doppelganger occurred in front of a class of 13-year-old girls. As Sagi was teaching, her doppelganger suddenly appeared beside her. The doppelganger was described as an exact replica of Sagi dressed in the same clothes and performing the same actions as the real Sagi. 
the doppelganger did not interact with anyone and seemed to be oblivious to the presence of the real Sagi. The phenomenon continued to occur, often in front of large groups of people, including other teachers, students and visitors to the school. It would appear and disappear suddenly, often in full view of witnesses. The double was seen performing everyday tasks, like writing on the chalkboard or sewing, and it was even seen sitting in Sagi's chair when she was not there. Despite the fact that Sagi's doppelganger was seen by so many people, it was never able to interact with anyone or touch any objects. It was like a ghostly apparition that was there one moment and gone the next. Sagi's doppelganger became so well known that it was even reported in newspapers at the time. The phenomena was investigated by several experts, including a French researcher named Dr. Fodor, who witnessed the doppelganger himself. Despite their efforts, no one was ever able to explain the cause of the phenomena. Sagi eventually left the school and moved to a different town, where the strange phenomena did not follow her. She lived a long and otherwise unremarkable life, but her story has become a famous example of the doppelganger phenomena and has intrigued people for generations. Guy de Maupassant was a French writer known for his short stories and naturalistic style. He was born on August the 5th, 1850, and died on July the 6th, 1893. While he was a prolific writer, he is also known for his struggles with mental illness, which may have influenced some of his darker stories. One interesting aspect of Maupassant's life is the story of his doppelganger. According to Maupassant's own account, he encountered his doppelganger while walking along the Champs-Élysées in Paris. Maupassant claimed that he saw his double walking towards him dressed in the same clothes and with the same facial features. He was so startled by the encounter that he followed the figure, eventually losing it in a crowd. This experience reportedly left Maupassant shaken and fearful, and he later included a similar encounter in his story, Lou, him. Maupassant's own encounter with his doppelganger at an eerie dimension to his work, as he often explored themes of madness, psychological horror, and the darker aspects of human nature. Despite his struggles with mental illness and his untimely death at the age of 42, Guy de Maupassant remains a significant figure in French literature, known for his keen observations of human behaviour and his ability to capture the complexities of everyday life in his writing. The doppelganger of Sister Mary of Jesus is a fascinating story that has been passed down through the centuries. According to legend, Sister Mary of Jesus was a Portuguese nun who lived in the 17th century. She was known for her piety and devotion to God, and her life was marked by many miracles and supernatural experiences. 
One of the most famous stories about Sister Mary involves her encounter with a doppelganger. According to the story, she was praying in her cell when she suddenly saw her own image appear before her. The doppelganger was identical to her in every way, and it even mimicked her movements and gestures. At first, Sister Mary was frightened by the sight of the doppelganger, but she soon realised that it was a sign from God. She believed that the double was a symbol of her own mortality, and that it was a reminder to her to always be prepared for death and to live a holy life. The story of Sister Mary and her doppelganger has captured the imagination of people for centuries. It is often cited as an example of the supernatural experiences that are said to occur in the lives of saints and mystics. There's an Edgar Allan Poe story that I read at school called The Telltale Heart. Now, in that story, it tells... Now, this is just from rough memory. He murders somebody, the guy, the protagonist or the antagonist. Um, He murders somebody and he feels so guilty that he can just hear this beating heart that gets louder and louder. Um, I think the police come around and like the, the sound of the beating heart is deafening. And what it is, is actually his guilt mm. that the sound is. So it's taking over, maybe giving him a bit of psychosis. Um, but it's always stuck with me, that story. Mm. It's a story of like guilt and how it manifests, you know? Yeah. So like you may get away with murder, but would you be able to live with it? Yeah. All that type of thing. But the only thing I do remember from school, that is. <laughs> oh dear. Um, actually, when I was looking into these stories, I was do- I was being a bit silly because I was trying to catch myself out in the mirror. Have you ever done that? What, like looking away? Yeah, I'm moving really quickly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I'm going to catch me. But you or me. <laughs> I kept moving away really quickly and then running up to the mirror. Um, it was daylight, so I felt fine doing that. But if it was nighttime, there'd be no chance because if, if even if I imagined that it wasn't me and it moved differently, I'd be gone. I'd be out that door screaming, running down the hill. <laughs> <laughs> and you'd probably be texting me, Mum, what are you doing? <laughs> whilst I leave you to my doppelganger. Have <laughs> you been arguing with anyone in your head lately, then? Yeah. Yeah, I have. I've been walking around. I've been threatening everybody with my MP. And I've also been getting a lot of alien perspective lately. Do you know what that is? What? It's my own thing that I call alien perspective. Sometimes, when I'm in a rant, like in just in a general everyday situation, say I'm in a car, it suddenly dawns on me that if aliens were watching us... They'd think, what idiots they are, those humans. Because we all we drive around like in hunks of metal. And we, yeah. And we like pass each other and like <laughs> driving along and just find it really funny. Yeah. So I call that alien perspective. I get it a lot. I had it a lot when we were locked, locked down for COVID. And I just imagine watching from like up in space and they'd see us all running into our houses, locking the doors and not coming out for months. <laughs> 
It's just it just makes it really funny. All yeah. the situations are funny. When I get alien perspective, I highly recommend that people try it. <laughs> right, enough waffle. We've got, I think it's five stories today. They're all pretty short though. Um, so are you ready for the first story? Yes, I am. My childhood home was cliche haunted for the most part. The occasional weird sound or maybe seeing a thing in your peripheral. Nothing super weird or genuinely scary, except the doppelganger. It was just myself and my grandma in that house. I would have multiple dreams in which there were two of her. I would always comment on it because they seemed to not notice each other. One would always say, Hey kid, I'm one in a million or some other grandma response that would make my eyes roll, but still put me at ease. The other one would take it so personally, escalating from sobbing to screaming, and always saying things like, I'm me, there is only me. She was obviously more scary, but at the same time, I still can't determine which one was which. One time, my grandma and my aunt saw it too, I was out of the country on a school trip for a month and on day three or four they were in the living room and I just came down the stairs from my bedroom, sat and made small talk for ten minutes, got up to go to the other room, they laughed it off in case I caught on, yelled to me that they were going out shopping and just sat in the car and cried. They came back inside after about 30 minutes to an empty house. That was the only time I know of my grandma encountering it, but it haunted my dreams for most of my life in that house. The only reason I'm bringing it up now, I live 500 miles away from that house now, and my current apartment neighbour just texted asking if I was coming back over. Apparently, I was in his place for half an hour and left her hoodie behind. I've been at work all afternoon. I'm not going in my apartment alone. Update. Left work, called the neighbour to show me the hoodie and check my apartment with me, since he swears he heard me let myself in and lock the door behind me. And because we're two grown-ass men, we held hands and yelled the whole time apartment is empty. I don't notice anything out of place yet. I wish the hoodie was mine, because I just happen to like it. He had another friend over at some point today, so we're assuming it's his. He could have sworn I brought it, but obviously that might not be the case. This is the first time I've heard of this happening outside of my childhood home, and if it hadn't happened there, I wouldn't even be giving this a second thought. Neighbour works from home a lot. I work the same exact schedule every week. So now he knows when I'm not supposed to be home. He said if it happened again, he'd be super curious to talk to it as if it was me and see how it goes. I strongly advise against it. Because if it is real, then who knows what that thing can say or do. I told him to just never invite me in again even if it really is me. Kind of sucks, as he's one of my only friends in the area. But for that same reason, 
I don't want him engaging with this thing if it's real. I want to believe his story because he's not a liar. And I've told him some haunted house stories, but never mentioned the possible doppelganger. He shouldn't know my experience with that, and yet he's telling me this whole story today. I don't know what to think, except hopefully it doesn't happen again. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I think is the one that's upset that would be the real grandma. I agree. I think he got it that whoever wrote the story got it the wrong way round. I think the the upset grandma, can you imagine how frustrating and how terrorising that would be if you were you and nobody believed you? Yeah. And you'd be like screaming, I'm me. You'd yeah. look like the one who was the doppelganger. It would be really frustrating though, wouldn't it? Imagine that was you and I thought another Toby was you. Yeah. I, what would you do? I'd probably just walk off. <laughs> I can't be bothered with that. <laughs> Like, if she wants to believe that her son, she could believe then. I'm going. <laughs> what, just go off and go to bed? Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I think I'd probably look at the doppelganger and go, no, you're not the one. That is, that one who's just walked up and no, gone to bed. You're just going to have to ask him a question. Yeah, I don't know. That yeah. only, like, I would know. Hmm, I don't know if they know the answers to the questions as well, you know, because I don't know what kind of entity they are. Mm. Whether it's like a projection, mind you, I think I do think they're a bit. Um, there's something really insidious about them. I can't imagine if I saw me walking towards me. That I just I can't deal with. I'd punch it in the face. Yeah, I I just like, couldn't. Like, yeah, but would it hurt it could you? Could only be one me. You mad? <laughs> Get out of it. Yeah, but would it hurt you? <laughs> I don't care if it hurts me. I just want it gone. It will probably go around Bristol talking, talking all this like. Waffle. <laughs> just go to to the people saying, "Oh yeah, I'm Toby June, and I've done this." Right? Yeah, what making lies up? Yeah. <laughs> I'll say no. Speaking a load of rubbish, so your mates don't like you anymore. <laughs> right? Are you ready for the second story? Yes, I am. I worked at a tattoo shop in Arizona, across the river from Lawlin, Nevada. It was February, and people were spending tax returns on tattoos. I don't really remember the exact day, but it was crazy busy. I got stuck with a family and tattooed until about 3am. They were generous, after all said and done, 
and I had two thousand plus dollars. My wife had been waiting all night for me, so in a spur of the moment decision, we decided to go across the river to the casinos and spend money. I don't gamble, don't really drink, and just never been interested in that stuff. But that night, it sounded fun. As soon as we got out of the car, at the first casino is when I noticed things were odd. The valet runs up to me and looks kind of confused why I'm in my car. Like he even looked at my car and made a joke about it. Oh, this way you can probably just drive around. I was even more confused. I told him I would park my own car and did so. As we walked into the casino, people were looking at me, like backing up and making room for me to walk by and nodding at me and just acting weird. My wife was like, what the hell, man? Why is everyone treating you like this? At first I wrote it off to people just being nice and doing their jobs and whatnot. But it kept getting weirder. People kept staring at me and holding doors. My wife is asking me if I have some secret life or something. It didn't register at the time, but one of the bartenders said, it's strange to see you here at this time of day. It's like 4am. I thought it was small talk. For hours, I gambled roulette and kept winning. I never played roulette in my life. All night, well, morning, people kept staring at me, looking away when I locked eyes. I even, like, walked up to some dude that was looking at me and said, what's up? And he was like, oh, hey, bro, I just noticed you, I'm sorry. I was shocked. This guy was legit nervous to be talking to me. I'm not famous or a gangster or nothing. We thought maybe because I tattooed a lot of people, but I usually recognise clients and they always treat me like a friend. I saw this weird old slot machine that only gave away $6, but it only took silver dollars. I was excited, so I went to find where I could get silver dollars to put in the machine and the cashier was like, what? I told her it was for the machine and she was adamant there is no machine like that. I went back to find it and couldn't. It was gone. People started bumping into me and when I looked at them nobody cared anymore. I think I was the doppelganger. There were more little experiences, but in a nutshell that's it. It seemed to end, also when I noticed the daylight. I don't know. I've been thinking about it for a long time and it still bothers me. I don't look like anyone famous or infamous. I actually have a piercing through the bridge of my nose that makes me fairly unique and would be hard to get confused with someone else. Like I said, there's more to it, but I'll answer any questions I can. Thanks for your time. I think I'd quite enjoy it if I really looked frightened of me. <laughs> yeah, I'd say, yeah. I'd Hate probably, me respect. I'd, I'd be laughing in my head, like, look at these. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I'd go, boo. <laughs> no, I'd say, get on her knees and worship me. <laughs> I'd be lapping that up. <laughs> I'd say, oh, no, I'd just fetch them to get me food. <laughs> I'm lots of it. Oh, I'd be lapping that up, I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's strange if you look it really does do my head in if I think of myself as the doppelganger and that I'm not the real me I can't deal with it it's bending my brain <laughs> oh well at least like we're in the life 
Yeah, at least we're like in this life. I, I, I'm not really interested if I've got a doppelganger, what they're doing. As long as it doesn't affect me and mine. Mm. <laughs> but I'm one of those people that I get loads of comments. Oh, you really look like somebody. You really look like my cousin. That's when I get loads. You really look like my cousin. You really look, you know? You're the type of person that to look like someone else. Yeah, I've got one of those faces, I guess. <laughs> right, are you ready for the third story? Yes, I am. Greetings, Reddit. Let me start off by saying that this is my first ever post to Reddit. So forgive me if this is written a tad awkward. This happened around 2021. I can't remember the month, but I'd say mid to late 2021. My partner and I live in Australia. At the time, we were renting my partner's grandparents' home from them, as they were both put into elderly homes. They were unable to care for themselves anymore. My partner was working as an EN, enrolled nurse, at the time, and usually got back around 7pm every night. I, however, did night shifts at a fuel station, but had the night off. Now here was the structure of the lounge room layout. The room was a rectangle, and the north side was all windows, which looked out at the front patio area, which you would have to walk up the driveway and directly past the front window to reach the front door. Once you walked in the front door, you would then turn right to enter the lounge room where I currently was. So basically, you couldn't not be seen coming up to the front door if someone was in the lounge, as the sofas were along the south side of the room facing the windows. I was watching Dragon Ball Super in the lounge room at around 6.15. I had the lights off and could see out the front through the gap in the curtains, which was about one and a half feet wide. It was still kind of light outside at that time. That's when I heard the distinct sound of my partner's feet walking up the gravel driveway, open the gate, and begin to walk past the front window. I remember thinking, wow, she must have got off early tonight. Anyways, I saw her walk past the front window through the gap in the curtain. But after about one minute of no noise, I began to wonder why she wasn't coming in the front door. It was as if she was standing at the front door doing nothing. So I got up and wandered up to the curtain to peek out at the door to see what she was doing. And to my surprise, she wasn't there. As I was pondering what just happened, I heard footsteps walking down the driveway, and to my bewilderment, it was her. I said to her when she came in, Did you forget something in the car? She replied, No, I got off early tonight, why? I didn't say anything. There is more to this, but this was the first thing to happen, and the creepiest. Peel your skin off. It's uncomfortable. I don't like it. Peel your skin off. What is that from? <laughs> um, like this guy on on TikTok or something, uh, goes on about doppelgangers, and he's like films himself in a room, and like is him in a room, and another him like standing in the doorway or something, mm. or like 
he's like in his chair or something and then he starts hearing that mm. and then he just like looks out the dark hallway yeah oh and after you'll have to find that and then we can put it in the episode notes so people can have a watch search up peel your skin off and take oh okay talk. well I'll, I'll put it in don't worry <laughs> if I peel your skin off <laughs> peel your skin off that's a good voice love <laughs> Have you ever heard footsteps? Now, I spoke about my encounter with footsteps before when I thought George had come in, but then he rang me and he was still in Nelsie. Have you ever had anything like that? You thought you've heard somebody come in? Only on Call of Duty. What? On the game you thought you've heard somebody come in? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But nah, I'm really... uh, Nah, not really. No? Nah. It's pretty scary. We haven't had a lot... To be honest, I haven't had a lot of scary things happen lately. I think it's because Robert, our shaman, has put protection spells <laughs> over us. So then yeah. nothing nasty happens, you know? Right. Are you ready for the fourth story? Yes, I am. I met my boyfriend's doppelganger, but I think he saved my friend from being robbed. I believe I met my boyfriend's double a few years ago. When I was still 19, I lived with my parents. My best friend and my boyfriend lived in the same town an hour away, but in different areas. My best friend invited me over to spend the night, so I did. I always slept on the couch in the living room in her little apartment. She always made sure to lock the doors and windows because her neighbourhood wasn't the most safe. I would usually double-check too, because I slept by the front door. Around two in the morning, I woke up to use the bathroom. I got up, went about my business, and when I came out, my boyfriend was standing in the living room. He was working night shift at the time, and would usually take his break at 2am. But I was shocked at how he even got into the apartment, because I knew the door was locked. He bought me a vape because I asked him to earlier that day. We talked for a bit, and he seemed a bit off. It was like he was looking through me. I ended up laying back down, because he said he had to go back to work. He leaned down and kissed me, but right before leaving, he turned to me and said, tell, my sister's name, to get some more locks. It was way too easy to break into here. Then he left. I woke up in the morning and told my friend what had happened. And yes, the door was unlocked because I forgot to lock it again. Later that day, when my boyfriend woke up, he came over. I thanked him for bringing me the vape again and he looked so confused. He told me he'd never left work that night and still to this day, three years later, denies that he ever left work and I believe him. So my friend went and bought a new lock for the door turns out about two weeks after this all happened some of the apartments were robbed but hers wasn't maybe it's because the double warned her to get another lock it still creeps me out to this day how did the double know to bring me a vape did it know that the apartments would get robbed and was it trying to warn my friend i thought doubles were supposed to be evil why was this one good I thought this story was really interesting. It's only nothing major happening in it. 
Um, but I tend to think there's something more to it, you know, when these little stories happen. Because that's really, I think that her house probably was going to get burgled. And that the doppelganger stopped it. That's like a guardian angel doppelganger. Yeah. Making sure nothing bad happens. I was probably going to just mimic you and go on to your mates. Yeah, if I have a doppelganger, I want a nice one. You're doing nice things for my friends and family. And just, like, generally nice. Could be my new twin if you're actually good. Yeah. I think my twin, if I had a twin, it'd get on my nerves. <laughs> I'll say, get out, your, get out my face with your... Just get out of my face with my face. I'd just be like, oh, you're so irritating. <laughs> <laughs> right, are you ready for the fourth and final story? Yes, I am. I think my mother has a doppelganger. First of all, English is not my first language. So sorry in advance for any mistakes. Here's the deal. For a long time in my family, we have seen my mum in places she couldn't physically be. One day, I was with my sister watching TV and my mum was at work. Then the front door opened and my mum appeared, showing only the top half of her body, bending over so that her waist and legs were out. She seemed distracted, turned her head in all directions, and then asked for my other sister. There are three of us. We told her she was in a room. My mum says, okay, thanks, and came out. It was super weird. But then a few hours later, she got off work, came home, and we asked her about what had happened earlier. And she said she was at work all day. I want to clarify that my mum is a very serious woman. She doesn't make jokes and she doesn't lie about her day. So this was super creepy. Other days we hear her calling us. And then when we go to the room or the kitchen, we find out she's not even in the house. The creepiest thing happened before I was born. My mother was home at about 9pm, watching TV and her sister was washing dishes in front of the window. Then my mother heard her sister calling. Sarah, it's late, come in the house. Then my mum replied that she was already in the house. But her sister didn't hear her. She kept calling my mum because she was watching her through the window playing outside in the garden. Then my mum shouted that she was already in the house. Her sister turned her head towards her and then she turned her head towards the window and right in front of the window was a copy of my mother as a child, obviously. Only she looked pale and haggard and very thin. My mother and her sister swear that this was real and that the girl even smiled at them from outside the window. They both ran to their room and couldn't sleep all night. Coupled with the events that we ourselves have experienced in my home, I have nothing left to do but believe her. I have even seen my mum at night walk through our rooms and leave without saying anything. She is not a sleepwalker. As a bonus, my mother was born in a very small town in Mexico called Atiquiza. There are the testimonies of apparitions and supernatural things are there all day long. And since her childhood, she has always had supernatural experiences that are not all pleasant. 
I'd love to hear your opinions. If you had a doppelganger and it came into my bedroom, I'd be putting a lock on my door. I can't actually blame you, love, because if my mum had a doppelganger and she just came into my room randomly at night, I'd be booking... I'd be putting a lock on my door too. Yeah. Or actually, I'd be wedging it with something, you know, getting a chair, um, wedge it under the doorknob so she can't get in. Yeah. The worst bit about that story is that it turned around and smiled. Mm. Now, there's a difference, isn't there, between just a nice smile and a smile that doesn't reach your eyes and comes from a doppelganger. Yeah. I am, I am not dealing with that at all, ever, ever, ever. Right, next week, we are going to be doing an episode on British folklore. And I'm sorry, because I know I promised this before, but unfortunately, the accident with George happened, so it kind of delayed everything. And then when we relaunched, it was the 30th of April, so we had to do Valpurgis Nacht. So we are going to be doing it next Sunday. Yeah. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope you enjoyed. And please let us know what you'd like to hear. Yeah. And if you've got any birthday shout outs you want us to give, let us know. Come and follow us on social media. Links are in the podcast notes. Please write us a review if you can spare two minutes or leave five stars. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening, everybody. And take care, everyone. Goodbye. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this Allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.